When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Rams protecting a 24-17 lead fourth quarter. Cardinals are across midfield. They're at the Rams 42. Empty shotgun look here for Murray. He has it, retreats to throw. Launches down the middle. Fitzgerald, no. Taylor Rapp, yes. Intercepted at the 15 to the left side of the field, up to the 40. Rapp with a flag down late in the play. Has his second career interception. Both have come against Murray and the Cardinals. So why are we playing a Rams highlight? Because joining us now on the show is Wade Phillips. Wade, how are you? Well, I'm doing all right. Hope everybody's safe there. We're trying to stay safe here, of course. Well, we're doing our best to just give people some fun football talk to focus on, Wade, there because go. there's no other sports. Uh, I have to start right. because it is a is a thing I bring up on the show all the time that I grew up in Buffalo and I was in my teenage years of loving football while you were the defensive coordinator and head coach of the Bills. So I have to say two things to you. First, I still have my Flutie Flakes. And second, it was a forward pass. It was definitely a forward pass. <laughs> You know, uh, both those things I, ha- I I agree with. I have my flutie flex <laughs> still too, and <laughs> yeah, but that's the way it went. So. Ah, well, you know, it is it is Buffalo, so I grew up getting used to those things. My first sports memory ever, which ages me exactly, is wide right. So it wasn't worse than that. Um, oh, but yeah. wait, you, you had some amazing years in Buffalo, though, and the Doug Flutie thing is one of the best sports memories I have of him running the ball in against Jacksonville and, uh, you know, the playoff game and, and just uh, against Miami. He throws a long ball to Eric Moulds and then, you know, the whole quarterback controversy thing. It was fun times to be a Buffalo football fan then. Um, but the reason that you're on is because you have written a book and uh, the book is called Son of Bum uh, Lessons My Dad Taught Me About Football and Life and you wrote it with my friend Vic Carucci which is awesome because he's one of the best people and and best football writers in the industry and and I want to know Wade what inspired you to decide to write a book about your relationship with your dad Bum Phillips Uh, well after we won the Super Bowl in Denver um you know, they they were saying, well, man, Wade's a great coach and this and that, you know, that kind of thing. And I thought, well, you know, the greatest case coach I know is my dad. And, and most of what I, I've done is because of him or through him. So 
uh, I wanted everybody to know him. I wanted to honor him, basically, to, to write a book. And so we, Vic and I got together. Well, one of the coolest things in, in your career, I would imagine, is being able to work on the same staff, um, you know, in, in New Orleans for a number of years with, with your dad. Can you talk about some of the lessons that you took away from him as a coach that you applied in your very long and very successful coaching career? Yeah, um, you know, I've started with him. Actually, I was 27 years old when I started in the league with him with the Houston Oilers. Mm-hmm. And so I, I got five years there with him, and then we went to New Orleans and uh, we were five more years there. So, uh, you know, uh, it couldn't be better than that, <laughs> you know, to, to work with your dad. Uh, you know, he coached me in high school. He coached me in college. Uh, you know, he's uh, I worked for him for 10 years. He's my hero. So, uh, you know, all that put together was really fun to be with. And I, I just wanted people to know about him. Uh, some people heard about him. Some people, you know, see some of the sayings he, he said that uh, still kind of live on. And uh, so that's, that's really why I wanted to do the book. Yeah, and, and he's famous for those uh, sayings that he had. And, of course, you've had a few notable um, quotes yourself. But what I think of with you, Wade, is these great players that you coached along the way. I mean, Reggie White, Bruce Smith is one of my all-time favorites. You got 17 sacks out of Bryce Pop one year. Uh, Vaughn yeah. Miller, I mean, all, all the all these, these great legends. And it seems like you always found a way to put them in a position to succeed. Did that come from your dad, that ability to sort of take someone's skill set and uh, design your scheme to fit perfectly for them? Yeah, that's, that's really what he... He believed in and, uh, and what I, and I tried to carry out is, hey, if you got a great player, then you got to utilize him, you know, and, and do the things that he does best, not what, what your scheme says. So, uh, so we've adjusted to the players we've had. And certainly when you get a great pass rusher, well, you know, when I was, when I was with the Rams, when I went to the Rams, you know, they said, well, you got Aaron Donald and, you know, what are you going to do with him? Cause he's been playing a, a four three and now you're going to put him in a three four. Well, he was defensive player of the year two years in a row and he had 20 sacks, <laughs> set the all time record for most sacks of any. So you got to let him play their game. You know, you got to find a way in your scheme, uh, to not over scheme, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. Did you, did you develop that along the way? Like, was there, was there a point where you sort of had a player? Maybe, you know, I know you had Ricky Jackson when you were in uh, New Orleans, and he's a heck of a pass rusher, right. and, and and where it sort of started to click for you because it's it's a, an incredible amount of experience. By the time you get to the, the Broncos and you win the Super Bowl or you're in the, the Super Bowl with the Rams, you've worked with so many great players. But I wonder uh, when it was that you really started to hone that craft. Uh, I would imagine it was working with your dad. It was, and, uh, you know, I was coaching the defensive line uh, one year there, and I had Curly Cup, who was in the Hall of Fame, nose guard, and Elvin Bethay, who was in the Hall of Fame. And, and then the next year I coached uh, the linebackers, and Robert Brazil just went in the Hall of Fame. So I was coaching those guys, and everything I'd tell them to do, they could do. Mm-hmm. And so I thought I was a heck of a coach. You know? <laughs> and then and when we went to New Orleans, and they had only won one game, and, didn't have many players. I realized there was a difference, and you had to, you know, you had to utilize whatever your guys could do, and not all of them could do what those three Hall of Famers could do. 
One thing that, and just as I was going back through your history and, and your dad's history, one thing I forgot was how many coaches were also the general manager back then. Uh, you know, in the in the 70s, your dad's the GM of the Oilers, and then and then with the Saints as well. Um, I, I wonder what, uh, what, what that was like to be, I mean, I think Belichick still does it, right? Is he the only coach left in the league that's still doing both? Um, but I wonder what that was like for him to have to both evaluate the players and then coach them and, and make tough decisions with who's getting old and who you love as a coach. I, I, I can imagine that created kind of a lot of tension at times. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, he was the general manager and the head coach. Uh, Bill O'Brien is now, as a matter of fact. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, but uh, now he always had he always had somebody that did the contracts, you know, because mm-hmm. he didn't want to get into a situation where, you know, you weren't giving the player the money he wanted, and then he gets mad at the coach instead of the – coach and general manager. So uh, I thought he did a good job with that, but he, he had a good feel for personnel. So, um, you know, we traded for Earl Campbell, which, you know, really turned everything around with the Oilers. Um, so, uh, and he let everybody, he let everybody, all the coaches and all the scouts uh, evaluated uh, all the positions in other words, I didn't just evaluate defense. I evaluated play, players on offense. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty interesting the way, the way he did it. We, we got a good feel for players that way, or at least he did. So there's another couple of things I wanted to ask you about, but I wonder if you have like a top three or a top two favorite Bum Phillips quotes. Because if you go to his Wikipedia page, you can find a whole a whole yeah. list of of classics. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I guess I, I'm jealous of the old football reporters like Vic, Vic Carucci, who've covered the yeah. NFL back in the day with the personalities. Uh, but I wonder if uh, you have a couple of favorites. Yeah, I do. And, of course, they're in the book. But uh, <clears throat> my favorite, all-time favorite is, you know, one year we are – our strength and conditioning guys uh, that give the test for the players before the season started usually do. They usually do so many forty-yard dashes and see, you know, see what kind of shape they're in. Well, one year they decided that they were going to have the players run the mile to see if they, <laughs> see what kind of shape they're in. Well, Earl Campbell, you know, he had thirty-four inch thighs, so he really wasn't a miler, and so he makes about half a mile and he starts cramping up and he, you know, walks off the track and of course. The media is just like they are now. They all run up to Bum. They say, Bum, what are you going to do? Earl Campbell didn't make the make the mile. He said, well, hell, if it's third and a mile, we won't give it to him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he said, and then he said, but we'll give it to him the rest of the time, which we did. Yes, yeah, yo, you certainly did. And uh, I was just watching the other day some Earl Campbell highlights showed up on Twitter because it was his birthday. And uh, Oh, yeah, his birthday, yeah, you bet. Would not have wanted to try and tackle Earl Campbell. Um, the book, again, oh, is... is Son of Bum, Lessons My Dad Taught Me About Football and Life. Um, Wait, I wanted to ask you about working with Gary Kubiak. He's the offensive coordinator here. You worked with him in Houston. I believe he was your backup quarterback in Denver as well. So you've known Gary for, for a really long time. Um, tell me something about Gary Kubiak that I that I wouldn't know uh, about his personality, him as a coach, him as a teacher, because uh, uh, he's had a really positive impact on the Vikings here. Well, he won a Super Bowl at Denver. So oh, of course, yeah, of course. That's right. <laughs> you know, obviously. You know, yes. I mean, he's he's a, he's a great coach, great person. I think I think anybody that's around him probably knows him uh, because, uh, but he's 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 a real good leader too. You know, and I, uh, uh, 
you know, when he played, he was a backup quarterback, but he, but he was the leader. You could tell he's, he had a lot of leadership qualities. And then when he got into coaching, he had really excelled at that. And I was, I was lucky to coach for him, uh, with, with Denver and Houston. So, and at Houston, you know, he won, he won the division for the first time that franchise ever won the division and won a playoff game two years in a row. He did that. And then, of course, he won the Super Bowl Denver. So, uh, I just can't say enough good things. He he knows offense. Uh, he 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 will run the ball, which you know some of those quarterback or offensive gurus uh, are are pass only guys. Mm-hmm. But he'll run the football, and uh, uh, you know he's been a good influence on them already. I know that, and he'll do. He he does a great job. He was he, even before he got to be head coach at Denver, he did a great job at Baltimore as offensive coordinator. So you got a great one there. Yeah, that's right. Joe Flacco had one of his best seasons when he was playing for Gary. Um, before I let you yep. go, Wade, because I know you got a lot of interviews to do, uh, what, what's the plan? What's the Wade Phillips plan? Are you just going to be tweeting these days? Which, by the way, thank you for unblocking me. There was clearly a mistake there, and I was blocked. There Someone you convinced you to unblock me, and I appreciate <laughs> that. I know that everyone on the show wanted me to bring that up with you. Um, but uh, <laughs> what, 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 what's the plan? You're just going to be a writer now? No, I'm... I'm... I'm hoping to get back in, you know, I, I definitely qualify for any senior position. So <laughs> like senior assistant or something like that. So, um, you know, I didn't get a coordinator's job this year and I was actually out the year before we won the Super Bowl to Denver mm-hmm. that Gary hired, Gary and Elway hired me. So, uh, I don't want to stay out again, but you know, it may happen. We'll see. But, um, you know, consultant or so I, I just think I can help people win the last five years. Uh, we, we, we won 57 games. So, you know, I, I'm, it's not all me, obviously, but, but I think I can help. Yeah, not, not too bad, Wade. Well, you've had success everywhere you went and, uh, certainly was a interesting era, uh, the time you were in Buffalo for sure. And, uh, always oh, yeah. had, always had a great deal of respect, um, for, for your work. So really an honor to speak with you. And I, I wish you the best of luck with the book, man. Well, same here. Thanks a lot. Good interview. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Save that, Jonathan. All right. Take care, Wade. (laughs) All right. (laughs) This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.